This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we are in a series of winning in this life, and it's called Born to Win. And um, I'm telling you, it's been a great series, and um, I believe everybody wants to win in this life. And we need to be winning in our spiritual life. We need to be winning in our natural life. We need to be winning in our relationships. Amen. We need to be re- winning in our finances. Amen. We need to win in every area. And I believe that Jesus paid the price for us to win in every area of our lives. Do you believe that today? And we, just got, we, we have to start believing that. Jesus is still doing miracles. He's, he's doing financial miracles. He's doing miracles in, in healing. He's doing relationship restoration miracles. Jesus is still doing... He's the same. Amen. Can somebody say Jesus the same? Jesus. Amen. I'm going to have you guys preaching pretty soon. He's the same yesterday, today. You know, God is not the God of I was. He's the God of I am. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He's the I am God. And He can do amazing things I'm telling you, he could get you out of debt in a New York second. Amen. I mean, I mean, just the right connection. Amen. You don't have to figure out the lottery numbers. Amen. You just need to understand the numbers of the Bible. Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to us. Amen. So we're, we're talking about winning in this life and winning in prayer. Because this is a series, uh, it has morphed into, into prayer. And prayer is one of the most important things we can learn to do as Christians. And I, I'm going to say this, I don't think a lot of us are praying enough. I don't think we, we're praying enough. We, we, we could always stand to pray more, spend more time in God. Amen. And so uh, let's look at our, our scripture that we've been going with for the entire series of Born to Win. And the title of this is, um, what is the title of this? De- well, de- deliver me. Amen. And so, yeah, I have a longer time, but deliver me. I almost forgot what my title was. And uh, deliver me. Hallelujah. And it's going on. Uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's what I'm going to be focused on. But let's look at first John five, four and five. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is a victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. And who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. So I'm going to say this, that the world, uh, you know, I was listening to this one person and he was given accolades um, uh, about all the, his accomplishments and he was, he was thanking himself. I want to thank me for this and I want to thank me for, that I worked hard. I want to thank me that, that, I, that I did what it took to, to get the job done. And he, he's not a Christian. It was, it was uh, a, a secular person. And, um, and, and I understand that, that you know, it, it's a combination. It's, it's God and, and it's us, amen, working together. But uh, the world thinks it's all, it's all them. You know, but, you know, as Christians, we have to realize that that if we're going to make it, you know, there's a scripture that says that that um, that the that the horse is prepared for battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. So in prayer, we're preparing the horse, but it's God that enables the power to go forth, give us favor, do things, do the impossible. 
Amen. So in prayer, we are preparing the horse for battle, but God, it's God's power that's going to take us to the next level. Amen. Can somebody say anointing? And, it, and the anointing will make the difference. Amen. It's not how educated you are or how smart you are or how strong you are. Amen. It, it's not by might. It's not by our might. It's not by our power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. So his spirit got you here this morning. Now, you know, there was another spirit working against you and your flesh. There's the devil and he's trying to work against us. And we're going to talk about that this morning. So in Matthew 6, 9 and 13, the disciples asked Jesus uh, to teach us to pray. And, and, and Jesus uh, uh, spoke these words out uh, and, and, and taught us the Lord's Prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer. And you can pray it verbatim, but also, uh, you know, it's good to use as a template like in your prayer closet. Amen. And, uh, uh, and, and he says, in this manner, this is Matthew 6, 9 and 13, in this manner, therefore pray our Father in heaven. So we need to realize this because I'm, 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 I'm closing out this, this part of the prayer of winning in life today. I am going to talk to you next week about another prayer. And we're just going to have that a one session prayer. And that's the prayer of Jabez that we should all be praying. And, um, and this is... Um, he says, our Father in heaven, we got to get a reg- uh, revelation that God is not just God Almighty, uh, but God is our Father, and He cares about everything in our life. Some people say, I don't want to bother God about my toenail. Uh, uh, God wants you uh, calling upon Him. And everything that you care about, God cares about. Amen. Why? Because he loves us with an everlasting love and he's our heavenly father. And I talked about through the process of this is that that when we approach God, we approach him as our heavenly father and that he is the amazing father that can do anything in our lives. There's nothing too hard for God. And we got to think about that in prayer, that that when we start off in prayer, we start off by worshiping and praising God, not talking to God about the problem that we're dealing with, but let's just praise him for his promises. And so a lot of times in prayer, we're focused more on the problem than the promise. And we need to be more focused on the promises of God than the problem. I'm kind of recapping a little bit uh, because repetition is the key to learning. And so again, uh, and then hallowed be your name that God's holy. He's one of a kind. He's amazing. Uh, then, then his uh, then it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what, what is God's will? Well, it's two parts that I'm reminding you. God's will is for the harvest. So God wants the harvest to come in. Amen. He wants us witnessing. Amen. He wants us praying for people. He wants us praying for people to come into the kingdom of God. He wants us praying for our backslidden relatives. He wants us praying for those that used to come to church but not coming to church like they used to. Amen. Uh, those that are maybe backslidden in their walk. Amen. And, uh, and so we need to be praying. And then his, uh, his second will is for uh, you know, us to be discipled. So there's two things going on in church. People getting saved and we're getting discipled. Which means that we're becoming more like Jesus. Every Sunday, we should be getting closer to God and becoming more like Jesus. So, so we, we, need, to, we need to pray um, that, uh, that you know, God's will would be done in our life, that we would be fruitful Christians. 
bearing good fruit in every area of our life. And I talked about that, bearing fruit in our relationships, bearing fruit in our finances, bearing of, of fruit in our health. Amen. And then uh, he talks about uh, gives us our day, our daily bread. And, and, I, and I told you this, that, that it's more than just praying for your needs. You know, it's more than just, Lord, just meet my need today. Just help me just meet my bills this month. Uh, it's more than that. God doesn't want us just meeting. He wants, he wants to give us abundantly above more than we can ask or think. Amen. Why? So we can meet somebody else's needs. Amen. Right? So, so we got to get a revelation of that, uh, that give us to stay our daily bread. And I, what I mentioned to you about this is that we need to get a revelation and understanding of God's calling for our lives. We got to get a uh, more understanding of what God's calling us to do in this life, as a, a as a father, as a mother. Uh, 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 we need to understand our calling is is to help our kids, to bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. Uh, to even when we get to a point where if Jesus tarries, that we have an inheritance for our children's children. Are you hear what I'm saying? All this we're, we're setting everything up. Why? For, for the future. It's, all, it's always for the seed. I'm going to say it again. It's for our seed. It's not just for us. I'm just not working for myself. I, I, I'm working for my family. I want to see my family bless generations to come. I want to see the church bless, glory to God. So, so, so when you get yourself out of the way, oh man, I'm preaching today. <laughs> and you start getting other people on your mind, you're going to see the blessings of God in your life. And a lot of times we're too me-oriented, amen? And uh, then we talked about, um, uh, last week we, we talked about forgiveness of, uh, of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And, uh, you know, uh, we should always be examining uh, ourselves to see if there's any people in our lives that we have any hurt uh, uh, with, that, that we're, we're harboring any bitterness towards. And, and, and we need to make sure that we're praying for them. Jesus says, pray for those who despitefully use you and, and persecute you. And, um, and, I, and I talked about some people aren't trying to do it on purpose. They're not trying to hurt you on purpose. Amen? It's just mistakes. People just make mistakes. They say the wrong thing. They, they, they just do things wrong. We all have weaknesses. And so the Bible says we have to bear with one another. And what does that mean? Well, sometimes people are knuckleheads. Amen. Sometimes they act wrong. Have you ever acted wrong every once in a while? Have you? Yes, we all have acted wrong in to- at times. But we need, a, we need to give allowances to people. And a lot of times, and I'm praying this too, um, I'm asking God uh, to give me an, uh, an understanding heart to understand God's ways, to understand my ways, my weaknesses and my strengths. To understand people's ways, their weaknesses and their strengths. Because everybody has good points and some have some negative points. But hopefully we're working it out and we're getting more good than negative. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and we're all working through a process. So just because, you know, you're not there yet, don't get upset. We're getting there. Amen. We're not where we used to be, hopefully. <laughs> but, but we're not where we need to be. But we keep pressing towards that mark. We keep pressing every day. And you don't quit. You always keep pressing. It's always going to, you know, man, I, today I was like, um, 
looking in the mirror and I noticed that I, I need to trim a little, uh, some, some hair out of my ears, all that. I, I said, it seems like it, it's coming up every week. It seems like I've got to always maintain myself. I've got to always be working. Have you, ladies, you know, your nails, you know, my nails need to be trimmed. And I'm like, I, I, I got to always be working because I, I like perfection. Amen. I want to look good. I don't want anything out of place. I don't want, you know, my nose hair grows and I got to cut, clip that. And because I don't want to look like a werewolf up here. Amen. <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so we got to be constantly checking ourselves Every day, we've got to be working on ourselves, making sure that we're in the faith, the Bible says. Right? We've got to keep, keep, keep because, because things break down. You've got, you got to maintain stuff. Like some people, they, they inherit a lot of money, so they buy a big castle or a big house, but they don't think about that it takes money to run the house. It takes money for the electricity and, and, and for, the, uh, for the upkeep, the yard and, and all that. And you may be able to buy the big house, but can you maintain the big house? Oh, you hear what I'm saying? You got to put all that in perspective. Amen. So today I'm talking to you about the, this stanza of the, 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 of the prayer is to deliver us, uh, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And, you know, that, that translation, you know, first of all, you got to get a, a revelation of this, that, that God doesn't uh, lead us, it, it, he doesn't lead us to sin. That's not, that's not God's will for us. Uh, the Greek translation reveals this verse, much clearer translation. It really, do not allow me to be led into temptation. So, so our prayer should be to, to, the, to the Father, do not allow me to be led into temptation. And James 1, 13 and 15 says it this way. James clears this up. He says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. Uh, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desire and enticed. And then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, it brings forth death. Amen. So this is where we got to be careful with sin because we don't want sin in our life to get full grown. In other words, you can cut off full growth of sin by repentance. Amen. By repenting of your sin. Amen. And you, and you don't want it to fully grow into death. And that death can, can, can be a lot of different types of deaths. Deaths of relationships. De- uh, it could be even physical death. So we got to make sure that we're, we're watching our P's and Q's. So, so God doesn't tempt us. Amen. And I, I think that there's a, what happens when we're in this walk with God. And I, I think sometimes, and I don't know if this ever happened to you, but sometimes we can get overconfident in our own abilities. Sometimes when we're walking with God and we haven't, you know, uh, that we have overcome some areas in our life and we have overcome some weaknesses that we used to do. Sometimes we can start thinking that, that we're strong enough in our own power to resist sin. Sometimes we can think that, you know, well, we got this. That's why sometimes people don't pray. I got this, God. You know, I, 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 I got a handle on this. I, I know how to do this. I, 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 I got a handle on this. And we need to be very careful that we're not getting too overconfident 
Amen. Uh, in our walk with God. And I believe that this part of the prayer, because the, the, the part last week we talked about forgiveness of sin. And it's great to understand that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And to get that truth in us, don't get sin consciousness, get righteous consciousness. But don't allow that righteous consciousness to boast you up and get you into pride thinking that you never can fall. Don't think that you, if you think that you can't fall, that's when you can fall. Don't think that you got, uh, that you got, uh, uh, you know, you, you got it down now and you, you're never going to fall. No, you got to be very careful. And so I like what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12 and 13. It says, uh, this is Paul. Now, Paul just, he, in, in chapter 10 and in, in verse, uh, he's going down in the first part of the chapter. He's talking about the sins of Israel. He's talking about idolatry. He's talking about sexual sins. He's talking about different types of murmuring and complaining, which is thrown in with sexual sins. Uh, that can be bad, too. And, and so he's talking about all these sins that the Israelites did that caused judgment to come on them. OK, so he's talking about this. Then then um, then he says in First Corinthians 10, 12, verse 12, he says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Now, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to read the Amplified to you on this. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, it says, Therefore, let the one who thinks he stands firm, immune to temptation, being confident and self-righteous, take care that he does not fall into sin and condemnation. So he's saying here, this amplifies a little bit. Uh, let's be careful that we don't think that we're immune to temptation or that we're overconfident that we can never fall in an area that we had victory over. Right? And so, and so I think that if we're not careful, that if we get overconfident, then that's when the devil wants to ring our bell. When we start getting overconfident, okay, what, what does the Bible say? Because when we're overconfident in, in yourself, when you're trusting in yourself, what, what would that be considered? Last week we talked about humility. That would be pride, right? So when we have pride, right, the Bible says that we set ourselves in opposition against God when we're prideful. So if we're opposing God in, 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 in our pride, in a sense, we're, we're, we're trusting ourselves, right? Then what happens? That the hedge of protection gets lifted or we walk out from under the protection of God. And then the devil has a right to tempt us. Are you listening to me today? Or have you gotten, it's quiet in this house today. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we got to be very careful that we don't get overconfident. Uh, but know this, it says here, uh, when you read down, no temptation is overtaking you except such as common to man. I'm back to King James Version. But God is faithful, will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, I'm going to say this, that has anybody been ever been tempted to do wrong and you failed the test and you did wrong? Amen. Have you ever been there? And I would have to say the reason why we failed the test is because I'm going to talk to you about that we got to, we got to continue to keep doing the basics every day. And if you're not continuing doing the basics every day, it's going to be easy for your flesh to take charge and it's going to be easy for us to fall into sin. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Uh, when, when Peter 
uh, when Jesus asked, asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? And Peter got the revelation, you are the son of God. You are, you are, you know, the Messiah. You're the savior of the world. And Jesus said, you know, blessed are you, Simon Bojona, that flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Remember that? And, uh, and, and, G- and, you know, Peter got really excited about that. He got so excited. Jesus talked, started talking about, well, I'm going to be going to the cross. And Peter said, you're not going to go to the cross. And then remember, Jesus said, Satan, get behind me to Peter. Right. Because it be, and, and, and so why? Because we can be led by a wrong spirit. We can go into wrong things. Right. And Peter just got the revelation. A lot of times we got to be very careful after a big win in God. We got to be very careful that we don't fall into temptation. To sin, a, a big win gets us to think that we got it all in control. Hey, are you listening to what I'm saying today? So we got to be very careful. So with Peter, he was he was overconfident. And then then Jesus in Luke 22 and 31, uh, 31 to 34 says this. And Lord and the Lord said, uh, as the Lord said, Jesus speaking, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I pray that you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, this is Peter, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Listen to what Peter said in his boasting. He said, I'm going to go to prison and I'm going to go to death. Uh, nothing's going to hold me back. I'm going to be so I'm going to so be behind you so far behind you. You won't be able to see me anymore. No, I'm kidding. But uh, uh, he, he was. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Peter, I'm going to die with you, Jesus. And Jesus said, oh, you are? And then Jesus said, before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And, 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 and Peter was boasting on what? His ability. Now, we've got to look at this, and I love this, because we've got to look at uh, David in the Old Testament. And David was a man, the Bible said, after God's own heart. David was one of the greatest kings. Amen. God made a covenant with David. Amen. And, uh, and his lineage and all that. And so David was one of, I would have to say one of, if not, you know, besides Jesus being God's favorite king, uh, David was like one of, uh, one of God's favorite kings. Amen. He was one of the greatest kings ever raised up by God. And, uh, and so we know this, and, and what happened was that David made a terrible blunder in his life when he was a king. And, uh, and he, he did some things that kings should not do. And, 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 and the reason, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reveal to you this morning why he went that route and, and what, and, and hopefully we can learn something from this. Uh, and in 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 2, it says here, it happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servant with him and all of Israel and they depo- uh, de- destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from that roof, he saw a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So we're, we're going to stop here. Now, let's look at this. There's so much just in this small, these, this, these small verses that we, I just read to you. It says it happened in the spring of the year in time, in time when kings 
go out to battle. Why wasn't David going out to battle with his men? Why did he stay back? What was the reason behind that? Because I think what what it is was he had the kingdom set up and he thought that he didn't have to do what all the other kings do. He, he, he got a little self-confident. Well, the, king, the kingdom's established. I got my people in place. Uh, and we got to be very careful that, that we don't get into that place where, you know, that we're relying on everybody else to do the work, but we don't do any work. In other words, you know, I could have all my prayer people set up. I could let my prayer people pray on Wednesdays. I don't have to be a part of it, you know, and, but I am. And, 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 and I could just let, set, every, set everything up. But you know what? Even though things are set up, you still got to keep moving in God. You got to keep it going. So if you're going to, if you're, you know, he should have been out about. So I got to say this to you this morning that every day, you know, we are in, in, in a warfare. Every day there's a warfare for the battle of your mind. And the enemy is battling to see if he can get you thinking on the wrong things, speaking the wrong things, looking at the wrong things. And, and I'm going to say this, you know, uh, two things will, will, will cause us to go and sin. Uh, w- w- one of them uh, is fear. Fear will cause us to try to, try to go into, uh, to do things on our own and, and, and launch out without God being with us. And the other thing is boredom. We just don't have enough to do. We're, we're, it, uh, there's a saying, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. In other words, we're, we, we are, we're, not, we're not keeping our hands busy. And so boredom, when boredom comes in, the enemy wants us to spice our life up. And if you're not engaged in battle, and if you're not engaged in the word, studying the word every day, Because the Bible says, thy word I have put in my heart that I may not sin against you. If we're falling into sin, we're lacking some word. If we're falling into sin, we're lacking our fellowship time with the Lord. We're lacking some prayer. If we're falling into sin, we got too much time on our hands. There used to be an old song, too much time on my hands. I don't remember that song or not. Put out by sticks. It's an old song, too much time on my hands. And, and, and if you have too much time, idle hands is a devil's workshop. And so what the enemy will get you doing is thinking about self-gratification. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm telling you, there's, there's something you got to be very careful that you don't have too much time on your hands. That you got you to keep your days filled with productivity. Now, I'm not saying that you can't relax and there's, there's, you know, you can relax, but, 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 but as in, you know, take a vacation, but you never take a vacation from God and you really can't relax in the spirit because the enemy's always trying to look for an open door. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so you got to be very careful. See, we are in a warfare in Ephesians 6, 10, it says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. See, there's some churches that will never talk to you about the devil. They'll never talk to you about spiritual warfare. They will just say it's all God and it's all good. 
right? But there is some evil out here. The enemy, there's, there's a devil out here. And, and, he's, and he's after us. And he's looking to destroy us. And we're his arch enemies. Amen. And so we got to realize that. That the devil, and through subtly, subtly, I can't even say the word. He was subtle, he was subtle in taking down uh, Eve when he came and he said, Did God say? Uh, did God say if you eat of this fruit you will die? You surely won't die. But you will have knowledge of good and evil, you know. And so he said, so he'll get you to start questioning. The devil likes you to question. Oh, is sin really that bad? Well, grace can cover everything. You can do a little bit of it and God's okay with it. No, he's not. He put Jesus on the cross. So, amen. And so we have to make sure that we're careful. First uh, Peter 5, 8 says this. Be sober, be vigilant. So we got to be sober. We got to be vigilant. That means be awake because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced. See, there's Peter talking about the devil. (laughs) Paul was talking about the devil. (laughs) James talks about the devil. I'm telling you, the patriarchs knew about, about the devil coming against us now we don't exalt the devil we exalt god but but we need to realize there isn't the invisible man and he's after us amen but we can be sober vigilant because our adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom we may resist him stead in the faith knowing the same sufferings are experienced to your brotherhood in the world but may the god of grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, and strengthen you. Now listen, just because you're tempted doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just because, you know, you're tempted in some area doesn't mean that you have evil in your heart. The devil will try to tempt us. But we, we can resist those temptations. Amen. We, we don't have to uh, look. Amen. Uh, you know, like, like I said before, you know, when that man came to the pastor and said, how long uh, can you look at a lady before it's sin? You know, you stare at a lady before it's sin. Uh, uh, three, you know, would three seconds be okay? You know? And could that be three Jamaican seconds? No, no, no. The Bible says you've got to turn. Turn away. You don't engage it. You don't look at it. Remember Raiders of the Lost Ark? Remember that movie? It's an old movie. Uh, some of you, I'm dating myself. One of my f- old favorite movies, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember that? And they were trying to get the Ark of the Covenant. And the Germans believed that if they got the Ark of the Covenant, no army could stand against them. Amen? And then they opened that Ark and angels came out of it. And remember that Harrison Ford said, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Why? And then what happened? They looked at it. And the guy said, oh, it's beautiful. And then all of a sudden his face turned in grief. And then he melted like wax. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sin can look beautiful. The sin looks beautiful, but it can end up destroying us. Yeah. Are you saying it's beautiful? You know? Yeah. There is a beauty to evil. I, uh, can I say that again? There is a beauty to evil. The, it's alluring. There's a beauty to it. Right? 
But at the end, the Bible says when you drink the, the glass of wine, it sparkles when you're drinking. But when it comes down, it will bite like a serpent. <laughs> you're like, well, it's good when you're drinking. Yeah, nice glass of wine. But at the end, it will bite like a serpent. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sin is alluring. It's captivating. It, 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 it's even pleasurable for a season. There's pleasure in sin. But at the end, it, it could, it, you will reap you know, terrible uh, consequences from it. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It will take you, you know, sin will, will keep you longer than you want it to keep you. Amen. Cost you more than you ever want to pay. Amen. And so we got to make sure that, that we're careful that we're not allowing the, the, that sin to captivate our minds and to get us in a place because all the devil's trying to do is entrap us. Amen. You can break free of it. And this is the way to do it. You know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he... He, he, he was probably in the greatest temptation of his life because, you know, all mankind was, at, it was held in the balance of the Garden of Gethsemane because Jesus did not want to go to the cross and his flesh was recoiling it and his flesh did not want to be separated from the Father and his flesh was saying, I don't want to do this. And so Jesus was dealing with hum- his humanity even though he was divinity, he was dealing with humanity. Amen. And he was dealing with this and he, and, he, and he needed some friends to help him. And if you're dealing with some kind of sin, you better call the, me, the pastor. You better get some Holy Ghost friends and say, I'm, I'm about ready to engage. No, in Jesus' name, let's pray. Let, let's pray this through. See, what, what our problem is, we're trying to battle our sins by ourselves. We're not getting people involved. We're not, we're not getting any accountability. And we're just trying to fight it in ourselves. But Jesus said he took three of his, his closest disciples, Peter, John, and James. He said, could you just be with me? Because I'm in a place in my life where I'm teetering. All mankind is teetering right now. Because he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have said, that's it. God, just destroy this planet. I'm getting back up here. He could, have, he could have called 10,000 angels. But, he, but his love for us was greater. His love for us was greater. Amen. Than the temptation for him to call 10,000 angels. His love for us was greater. And so he prayed through. And some of you, you you're not praying through to escape the temptation. What you got to do is you got to pray through. You got to get on your knees. You got to pray until you overcome that temptation that's trying to draw you like a magnet into that sin. Pray. Jesus said the flesh is or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Pray that you won't enter into temptation. So we need to be praying every day. God, you know my, you know my personality and, and you know my weaknesses and, and, and I need your help today. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that strong in myself to overcome the, in this area. But if you, just your grace, give me your grace today to, to, to walk in love towards people, to, to say the right things and, 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 and help me. Give, me. give me your power to overcome the weaknesses of my 
my flesh. And we're not praying like we need to. And Jesus said, if you could just watch and pray for one hour, if you start praying, putting in the word every day, I'm telling you, it'll be harder for the devil to get into your life. And when your mind is stayed on the word and stayed on uh, doing productive things, you know, you got to ask yourself, what, what are you doing? Is it productive? Is it moving you closer to God? Is it moving you closer to your goals? Or what are you doing? Is it, is it setting you back? It, or, or, it, you know, what are you doing? You know, uh, is, is the activities that you do on a day-to-day basis, is it moving you forward in the, in the kingdom of God? Or is it, is it pushing you backwards from the kingdom of God? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? You have to evaluate your time. Time is the most precious commodity that we have as Christians. And the Bible says, redeem the time. We need to, because the days are evil. So how do we do that? You put that word in and you put prayer time in and you and then you stay productive doing all the right things. In other words, one one uh, powerful pastor that never uh, he, he he never had a scandal in his ministry. And uh, they asked him and there were other ministers that were falling in areas uh, in different areas. And they asked this pastor, he said, why haven't you fallen? How come you stay so strong? And this is was less Summerall. And Les Summerall says, well, I don't understand why these pastors get messed up because I'm just too busy to sin. I just got too much going on. I got, I got too many things to accomplish. I just don't have the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you get too busy doing the right things, getting, you know, I, I talked to my brother John. He's always working on a house project. He's always doing, he's constantly doing something. If he's not at work, he's working on some project at home. Building something. I think Tony builds a lot of stuff at his house. He's a builder, you know. And, uh, and always working on a project. Amen. And that's what we need to be doing. Always be working on something. Moving forward. Moving in the kingdom. Building a dynasty. Building a legacy for our future. We got to keep moving forward. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And as you get into the word every day, as you do the basics, and David didn't do the basics. But thank God when we do mess up, we can get forgiveness. Thank God God can give us do-overs. Thank God that we can let it go and let the past go and keep moving forward in God. Thank God for his delivering power. God has the power to deliver us. We don't have to enter into temptation if we're just doing the basics every day and we're keeping ourselves clean. I, I, like, I, I like what uh, there was a psalm that I read. It said, you know, I, I kept walking in my righteousness and God rewarded me for my righteousness. I abstained from the sin in my life and God blessed me. There is a blessing when we abstain from sin. There is, that, I call it promotion. I call it uh, increase. I, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Now, we don't abstain in our own power, but, but we have a will. You have to have a will not to go the wrong way. And if your will is to go the wrong way, ask God to help you with your will. Amen? Because the devil is constantly trying to move, get us shifting and moving towards the darkness. 
Amen. And my last point is, the Bible says in, in James, now James is the third person who talks about the devil. He says, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and the devil has to flee. So, so in temptation, there's a time limit on it. And if you can surpass that time, there's a time of temptation and it has a time limit. And if you can push through that time, it could be 20 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, whatever that time, but it has to go. And if you can press through that little time window, right, submit yourself to God and resist the devil, then what will the the devil has to flee? The Bible says when Jesus overcame in the wilderness, the Bible says that the devil was whooped. He overcame three of, of, the, of the sin, uh, you know, lust of the eyes, lust of flesh, and a boastful pride of life. He overcame those three. And the Bible says the devil left him for a season. So the devil could not tempt him anymore in that season. And I'm telling you, there's going to be seasons where we're going to be flying high and we're not. And that's why we pray. And if we pray every day, Lord, lead us not, uh, help us not to move into any kind of temptation today. Then you can make every day a season of not entering into sinfulness. And I'm telling you, every day you will have confidence in God because when you are walking right in your eyes towards God and you're walking upright before Him, it produces confidence in your life. And when you have confidence, when you pray, your prayers will be heard and your prayers will be answered. Because you're praying in confidence. You're praying because you believe. That as you're walking right with God, that there's nothing between you and God, and now your faith is full throttle. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. I thank you, Father God. Oh, Father, that your word is amazing. And Father, I thank you that your spirit empowers us to walk right with you. And Father, I just thank you for the people here in this church, those that are watching online. Perhaps you're in a place in your life where you're vacillating between light and dark, where, where yeah, a little bit of the world and a little bit of God. Well, I'm telling you, today is a day to go all in for God. In other words, it's a poker term, but p- push in all your chips in God. Amen. In other words, give it all to God. And that's you today. And you know you just haven't been giving it 100% then today's the day to do that. And you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. He may be your Savior, but is He your Lord? Are you running your life and following after Jesus? Or are you running after your own dictate? So today is the day to do that, is to put Jesus in the driver's seat. So I want you to pray this prayer and mean it in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.